Welcome to another episode of a Conversation <laughs> with Open Minds. I'm laughing with these fools. <laughs> Me too. We can't never be serious. Can't be serious. <laughs> well, come on. Look at look at the episode we're doing today. Come on. I was gonna say just just glad that you're here to join us for another episode of a Conversation with Open Minds. As today, our topic is going to be uh, our top five black comedians of all time. Maybe not in order of priority. But before we get into that, I need to get to Double J, my man Noah. Shalom, y'all. And to the man who needs no introduction, Mr. Randall. Bonjourno, everybody. Other than that, how are things going with the two of you? Anything new, anything different, anything interesting? Uh, go ahead, Randall. Uh, not new. I mean, uh, we here. I guess I'm. I don't know. I guess I'm trying to reach for something. I don't know the same. Hey, you don't have going to. On, I mean, no news is good news. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. Said nope. I was trying to say something positive, but I, I was trying to say something positive, but I'm like, man, I was. Re- oh, I, I was a trick COVID. question. COVID going down a little bit. Okay, there you go. That's something positive. That's all right. The only, okay. That's the only thing Very I good. got. That's all I got, man. All right. We'll take it. Very good. Good. Yeah. Nothing new with me. Oh, see, see how easy that was? Nothing new. Well, what about you, KT? What's new with you? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Other than Perfect. I wanted nope, to stay right. a. Uh, Congratulations to all the Tampa Bay Bucks fans that are out there. Oh, yeah. That's right. There you go. There you their go. props for winning the number. That's right, man. Super Bowl with a guy they call the, the lamb, the sheep. What's he called? God, what's his name again? The goat. That's right. My the bad. Goat. The goat. Not the sheep. Goatish. The goatish. Tom Brady. TB12. Whatever you want to call him. I mean, if you, if you win the Super Bowl with an established team and coach like the Patriots, you're good. But yeah. if you can bring Tampa Bay to the Super Bowl in like one season – you mm-hmm. are the greatest of all time right well, there. Well, well wait it. now. Well, wait now. Tampa Bay was not a crap team to begin with. They did have some good players. That is true. Team. All right. So it would have been like going to the 1970 Cleveland Browns mm. <laughs> or the Detroit Lions. and saying, Why don't you throw out the Tom Houston Oilers for, for that? Tom have gone there to a team that bad and say, he took them to the Super Bowl. No, this team was, yeah, you know, they were one or two steps away from it already. They just needed apparently a goatee, goatee of a quarterback. Goatish type. Superman yeah. right there. Right, man. <laughs> the big block tight end grunk. Yep. Yeah. Look, man. Man. TB12, that's all I got to say. T- me I'm too, impressed. man. Greatest football player ever. Yeah. Ever, oh, he is man. now? He is. I got to give it to him. All right. That used to be Jim Brown. Man, Jim, I love you. <laughs> Tom Brady has overtaken you. I'm sorry. I yeah. love you. I mean, he has now done one thing nobody else has done is basically, you know, been on both sides of the fence and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. AFC, both conferences. Yeah, man. No one's ever done that. Come on, man. Seven rings. Nobody done that. And 10 tries. 70%. Bro, he passed yeah. in the Super Bowl. He got a passing <laughs> grade for the Super Bowl. And you know what? The funny thing is it? <laughs> well, wait. They're passing 70. Yes. Most yeah, we'll give it to him. We can be 80. 
When you grade in the NFL, 70 is passing. Yeah. 70, man. Come on, man. <laughs> but what the man funny thing him. is, is it doesn't look like he's slowing down either. No. 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 He's, He's 84, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I know. Man. But Brett Favre was 103 when he left, and you could tell he was like three wheels off. Yeah, Ron Brady still looks like he's running on a full tank. I think That's Brett Favre true. missed the locker room and the and the game itself. And Brady wants to win. Like exactly. that's that's all he cares about is win. We get in there, we play together, we win. Right. Exactly. What, I, what I'm saying is, is the talent level of Brady. Brady oh yeah, looks yeah. Like he's a 1965 Mustang with all the original parts still running smooth <laughs> as hell, whereas Brett Favre was a pacer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was Brett, it was running. It was running. <laughs> oh yeah, you could get it to run, but sometimes you could. Might stall out. Might you have stall to out. Give it a good startup to get it to do some running. Yeah, <laughs> the wheels could fall off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Is that Tom could probably go on for another five, six years at, at this level. The way that he looks right now, unless all of a sudden he just runs out of gas and just falls over. Yeah. Has a stroke, right? Yeah, exactly. Something. They got to pull him off that. Teddy Bruski is bam. I know. <laughs> Down he goes. Down goes Frazier. Crazy, man. Champs. We are the champions, man. We are the champions. Yes, you are. All right. Yep. Let's move on. Moving on. Let's do it. Our big topic today top five black comedians celebrating Black History Month in the month of Black History Month, y'all. Yep. 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 Here it is. Oh. And this now, we'll say that it is a top five overall, not 15 of five each, just so everybody knows that you're not going to listen to 15 different comics. So whoever wants to go first, go ahead with number five. five. All right, go ahead, Randall. No! <laughs> I don't want to go first, man. <laughs> I thought you were uh, going to go first. Okay. Um, hmm. Number five, I think. I don't know if we all agree this, but I thought I put DL Hughley in that slot. And the reason why I did, because I think that DL Hughley's, when we put people in these slots, their comedy has to stand the test of time. He was a king of comedy. We already know that. We already know that part of him. But he had like Contrarian, he had Reset. I watched both of those specials and I watched them on uh, BET when he was the host. And just his comedy, man, he's that type of comedian. He'll come and he'll fill the crowd and he'll just start picking people out in the crowd and he can joke with you that way or he can tell a story. He can do that. He's not the greatest storyteller on this list, but he's versatile and he's super smart, man. Mm -hmm. He's super smart. So his comedy is edgy. It's political. You know, um, I like comics that make fun of themselves. They make fun of their culture sometimes, which I feel like in the comedy realm, you can do that. It's things you can do in the comedy realm. You cannot do in the regular world. And I think even though we're in this PC culture now, you know, I think he pushes that limit. And I think uh, over, over the test of time, all the way back to death, I forgot death comedy Jim. He was one of the original, uh, uh, I don't know if he hosted it, but he's one of the original reoccurring comics on Def Comedy Jam. So mm-hmm. he's been in this comedy business for over 30 something years, for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. DL Hughley. And I mean, he's just, uh, he did, what was the tour he did with George Lopez and uh, Charlie Murphy? Um, oh, yeah. I don't remember. Um, the the comedy movie. tour, yeah, yeah, two years ago. And they yeah, did it up until was... Charlie Murphy died. Right. But, um, you saw him on that again. I just think his range, man, as far as comedians, 
to me, if it was any other list, but he had to, to me, start at five because the, the, the rest of these guys on here, he's a legend too. But like we say, it's a level, it's levels to this stuff. These other dudes on here are just, you know, I mean, they revolutionized uh, comedy. So I think DL, uh, I mean, I give you a chance. You guys a chance to talk also. I, I agree with you on DL being there, I think, comparing to the rest of the list. I mean, he's done almost everything the others have had, have done, um, down to even having his own sitcom at one point. Yeah, yep, uh, yep. Um, but, you know, like how you say with his stand-up, how he had the ability to kind of work the crowd. The one time that I did get to see him, he literally worked the front row of that crowd, just mm-hmm. asking simple questions of, you know, like, <laughs> who are you? Like, where are you from? You know, yep. what do you do for a living? She says, I'm unemployed. He goes, I didn't ask if you didn't have a job. <laughs> you know, like, answer the question. But he started yep. at one end, and by the time he actually got to the end of that row, he literally was able to go back to the original joke he'd started with with the first person and the last person and made it all tie in just naturally um so you are correct in his intelligence and the ability to be able to do that not everybody can work a crowd like that um he's good mm-hmm. he's funny to, to me uh, the best oh, go, ahead. go ahead no go ahead man no i said the best time i saw him was on his set he did and for people to listen look up uh kings of comedy when he was on Kings of Comedy, I thought that was his best set to me. Mm-hmm. For me, I thought that's the funniest, like consistently all of his jokes I've seen him. Yeah. And and I don't know if uh, he like got it. I guess he got a chance. He was touring around the country mm-hmm. and they picked the best one. But I think that's the best representation of him. If you want to look him up, look him up on the Kings of Comedy video, man. He was hilarious. Yeah, he's hilarious yeah yeah oh, yeah i mean really i mean i i agree with you that he's he's good um but compared to the others as far as their body of work and uh longevity in a sense they are oh. a little bit better than he is yeah yeah i think he had le- he had le- longevity it's just yeah. that their stuff was he's a legend but like you said it's a level like we just talked about tom brady yeah you know we got you know we have like patrick mahomes is good Oh yeah, but Tom mm-hmm. Brady is another level. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's oh, yeah. what I guess. About. I guess if you almost, you could also look at um, how their stardom, how famous they actually are, and what circles are they actually famous? And some of the others have broken into different grounds. Where DL didn't break that much, but he is still very popular in certain communities. So yes, that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So definitely, that's all I definitely. got. Anyway. Good no. So my my two cents is so I come this at a, at a disadvantage. So I'm 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 the resident white guy, and for me, there were certain comedians like I really I, I truly don't care, right? But you see certain comedians, and you know they they make that impression on you. Um, I've got a lot of white comedians I have to talk about on another podcast, another time, whatever. But with black comedians, I do have a bit of a disadvantage for me, and I. I do need to broaden my horizons a little bit, and just kind of check things out. We talked about that in the movie episode, um, some of the movies I hadn't seen. And it's I love movies. It's just you get a little bit of a blind spot. And, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully for me, my blind spot is small. Um, but the, the, the you said. The, and, and, and when we talk about comedians, too, <laughs> stop, and, KG, uh, stop, man. <laughs> talk about comedians and comedy in general and stand up like KT would mention this the other day when we were talking just uh, with ourselves. But. You know, there's some comedians that are funny. There's some comedians that tell jokes and there's some comedians that tell, 
you know, they bring a story and they bring it all the way around back to the beginning and the timing is there or they're just funny. They put it all together. Um, and so, you know, there's different kinds of comedians as we talk about this list. But um, I just, for me, D.L. Hughley is a blind spot and I wrote it down. I'm going to listen to him more. And I know who he is. I just haven't yeah. like dedicated the time and sat down. And also, you know, back to when they came out. I mean, you're talking about shows he did what back in the, the 2000s? Like starting in the '90s, and I just for uh, me, I wasn't. Yeah, like he was a comedian yeah. before he did shows, though. He yeah, was a comedian right. back. Yeah, he in. did a lot of stand-up way before all of that. Right, and I, and I guess that would make sense too because Def Comedy Jam is more of a it's it's, it's black culture, you know, more black or uh, people look at it yeah. because it was it was on what was Showtime? I yeah. can't remember KT and late at night. Oh, you know, it had a lot also of. I forgot he did um Comic View. Comic View, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. BT Comic View. He was the host for for years yeah so like kt said dl is is more the reason why he's lower on this list is because he's not as um known right more than most of these other comics we're going to talk about you know he didn't he didn't get go mainstream he went mainstream a little bit he's known yeah um he is because he's been in a lot of movies yeah he's been in a lot of movies yeah yeah um yeah and people may go oh i know that guy but don't remember his name yeah, right. but the other names that we're going to bring them now, you're going to go. I know who that is. Yeah, like, exactly, without a doubt. So, exactly, exactly. So DL is right there, five. So, all right, very good. DL Hughley, number five. What about number four? Somebody else go. Good, no. All right. Um. Oh, sh- Nike's. Where did I get my list? I got text. All right. Um. Number four, Chris Rock. Noah? <laughs> we about to have a fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's about to get real. <laughs> I'm going to let you speak. I'm going to be like, Kanye, I'm going to let you speak. Go ahead. Explain yourself. Go ahead, Noah. Go ahead. Because, because you look higher on the list and you're like, okay. You know, there's number one, number two, number three. And then I would say Chris Rock four. You know, it's... it's okay. Okay. He's... he's but he's one of those guys too that you know he's got the jokes he's got the timing of it and you know it's go ahead what do you fight about no 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 i want you to make no no no. i'm listening to you as as my friend as my friend i want to listen to your opinion and i want to take it in your peace no and yeah yeah, and then i want to tell you how i feel about it right then we'll be yeah all right yeah yeah but you need to get your words out yeah, I respect right, your right. opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um I'm I'm all right. I probably won't do this as well as I should. But no. I just look at him like um, you know, the like I said, the three above him mm-hmm. are to in my opinion, you know, are better. The best you feel like the they're best. better. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now okay. Chris Rock comes out and he's just great on stage. He's got the look, he's got the jokes, he's got the timing, and I just feel like you know, it was it was I, okay. I, I'm not doing it justice. I'm not doing it justice. But oh no, you're fine because I, I so, know people that kind of feel that way too. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. So I, it just go. You guys go ahead, and I'll I'll come back and I'll, I'll sort. Now I will say this in Noah's defense. I All asked right. somebody because I was looking at my list, so I said, "Let me run my list, and let me ask somebody I know, apart from you guys, I opinions I trust, mm-hmm. and they put." Um, they put Chris Rock at what? What number did they put Chris Rock? 
Um, yeah, they put him at three. I think. I think oh. they put him at three. And I was right. like, uh, I was like, eh. <laughs> I had him higher than that, but you know, um, so I, I and Noah's defense, somebody else that I know, uh, put him at number three. Well, but go ahead, go ahead. I was like, I've actually talked to somebody that doesn't really think he's that funny at all. Mm. Right. Wow. So, what? So, yeah, and you you both know who it is. I will tell you one day who it is, but we were just talking about comedians one day, and he actually says, yeah, I just don't think he's that funny. And <laughs> I, I almost fell out of my chair and hit my head, but I was like, whoa, okay. All right. <laughs> That's your opinion, but whew, my heart hurts. But mm-hmm. So, go ahead, Noah. Mm. Um, that, that, yeah. All right. I'll say something and you you say something after that. No, okay. Uh, all right, good. All right. I I don't I wouldn't put Chris at number three personally. Um, and I say that because I've seen Chris Rock in concert probably five or six different times over the years. I would put him a little higher up on the list, probably even number one, only because I feel like he's been consistent. Mm a consistent stand-up comedian probably since the 90s. Um, he has done stand-up almost every year since then, as well as doing movies, um, as well as doing specials, as well as doing everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been probably the most consistent comedian probably since when he did Bring the Pain back in like the, was that the 90s or the early 2000s? Bring the Pain, yeah. 92, I think that was 92 or 30. Yeah, he has been the most consistent comedian, I believe, since then that has literally put stuff out on a regular basis. Um, He's also been able to cross over, for lack of a better word, um, and has gained popularity on both sides of the world. Um, So, I mean, he's literally popular almost anywhere he goes because he did uh kill the messenger and i remember i went mm-hmm. that in atlanta i think it was and right before he came out they showed you little bits of video footage of him doing the same the same stand-up all over the world so mm-hmm. not only is he famous in america he's a famous all over the world i mean this guy is like right now to me the comedy god even though people don't think he's funny it is more than just him being funny it is what he's done for comedy and what he has done on a consistent level. So that's where I put him up a little higher than three. Mm-hmm. Well, Noah had him at four, but yeah. I have him up. Yeah. Oh, but what KT said, yes. With <laughs> <Yeah>. Here's <laughs> when I think of Chris Rock. He's higher up for me too, but here's the, the best things I like about Chris Rock. When Chris Rock hits the stage, he doesn't care about who's in the audience, how he's going to make you feel by what he says. Um, how it's going to be perceived out in the world, especially in his earlier days. He's still like that now, but man, he hits you with straight, raw comedy. He takes you into like a world, especially if you're not from that world. Like if, if you're not a minority, you're not, you don't come from an urban environment. He can take you into that world and uh, sometimes he can make it uncomfortable for you, but you know why he, he you know why he makes it uncomfortable for you because it's real, and right. he always tells people that he's here to be real. He's not here to make you comfortable. So his jokes are always edgy, and they're based on they're laced in truth, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes people don't like to hear truth. And the thing I like about it is he's a, he's a storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's a joke teller. Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's edgy. You know, I like that he takes you back, and uh, some of these other comics do too. I like that he takes you back into his childhood mm-hmm. because uh, it. I guess I relate in that way to things that happened in my childhood, and uh, it makes me laugh. Like me and KT laugh all the time about the big piece of chicken. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the big piece of chicken. That's you true. know, basically making a long story short, the mom and the daddy was home. Chris was home with his kids. They end. Uh, mom would cook some chicken. Uh, she gave them food. They end up eating a big piece of chicken. Daddy wasn't home yet. Mama trying to figure out how they gonna get the big piece of chicken. She tell them to get two wings. Let's sew it together. You know, he told her a lot funnier. He told her a lot funnier than me. So right. he made the big piece of chicken before daddy get home. That's just one of his jokes. But and then um, I just saw KT. You would know this from the Chris Rock show, Julius. That's his middle name, Chris Rock. Julius. Oh yes, Chris Julius Rock. Yes. And then Julius is the character in the Chris Rock show, his dad. I guess that's his dad's name too, right? I'm I thinking. Would, I would believe so, yes. Yeah, so uh, that's why I would have Chris Rock up higher, but um, I don't disagree with no, I mean. All right, so you know, I, everybody I, could, looks... I, could, I could maybe swap three and four right here. I, no, I, you, no. you might Stick have with your me. four, man. Stick with your no, four. No, no, it's all right, it's all right. <laughs> never, I'm the Chris Rock. Never scared, bigger and blacker, bring the yeah. pain. Tambourine, kill the messenger, um, kill the messenger, and that's just his stand up. Yeah, and I know we miss yeah. him. You know he has the bit about tall salad, man. That's a legendary oh. clip. You know <laughs> that's <laughs> bring the main. Yeah, that was in bring the main. You know, tall salad, man. <laughs> yeah, tall salad, man. So uh, yeah, Chris Rock would be. You are you are definitely right about how to make people uncomfortable because the last time I saw him was Tambourine. Um, and the girl that was sitting in front was getting more and more upset because of how explicit and how crude his jokes were because she didn't know. And we were like, where did you think you were going? I mean, you weren't going to see, exactly. you know, whoever is the cleanest comic out there right now. I mean, you're coming to see Chris. I had even forgotten how direct he was with his, his vulgarity. And it, it took me a minute. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what he's like. And I was okay with it. And I just started laughing and just forgot all about it. But he even went deep into his own personal relationships, his divorce, why he got divorced, what was going on, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he's funny even when he's talking about himself. Yes. Because even when he talked about the fact that he he, had, he cheated and you heard girls in the audience go, oh, and he was like, what? <laughs> he goes, I'm, <laughs> he's like, I'm human, <laughs> you know? Like, Shit. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You know, I mean, he's, he is who he is. He is who he is. Yeah. So, all right. For Noah, Chris is at number four, but we'll take a short break and we will be right back. Yeah. Okay, we're back. Hey, all right. <laughs> yeah, like we never left. <laughs> all right. Oh, good day. Good day. All right. And awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So we're gonna go we're at number that. three, right? Number three. Number three for our top so, five black comedians of all time. And I will say for me, my number my number three, and, and once again, not in any specific order, 
but in the order of like how we're talking about this right now, I would put Richard Pryor at number three. Richard? Um, mm. I would put Richard at number three because I felt, mm-hmm. yes, as groundbreaking as he was, um, and for the time that he came out, for probably how difficult it was to be able to do what he did then, but be able to get away with what he did then, um, that in and of itself gives him a higher rating. His body of work is small, but I think the quality of what he did stands the test of time more than anything else. Yes, he um, had four uh, four stand-ups. Yeah. We'll go ahead. So yeah. his ability to be able to do that and then transfer to movies, um, I think that's what maybe stretched out his comedy talent a little bit more. Because, I mean, you know, not everybody becomes a comedy writer. Um, I think it is hard to be one. Um, so to be a comedy writer for famous people, like he was probably one of the writers, they said, uh, for Blazing Saddles from Mel Brooks. To write for yeah, Mel mm-hmm. Brooks, I think in and of itself is amazing. That and he was out. supposed to be in that, right? Noah? Yeah. He was yeah. supposed to be yeah. in that. You know, but he had an to, accident. To work for a guy that funny already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think is an honor in and of itself to be able to say you can at least write for them. So, um yeah, um, I, I know people may not think he's that good. People not think shouldn't think he'd be that high with as many new comedians that are out there today. But I feel for what he did for comedy, for those today to be able to do what they're doing, puts him on the list more so than them. So that is I my think so. Great. Go ahead, go ahead. No. Well, I, I just kind of on, on a tangent a little bit that I think that you have to lend credence to somebody that's out there first. They, they might not be the best at it. And I, I use the analogy of, of music and rock and roll. Like Chuck Berry is not considered the best guitar player of all time, but because he was out there first and doing what he did and led the way for other people, I kind of look at Richard Pryor the same way. Now I will say Richard Pryor is one of the funniest people I've yes. ever heard on stage doing comedy, but also because he was out there first, he led the way for a lot of the comedians we have today. Trailblazer, trailblazer. And, and, and as an honorable mention, too, I will throw out um, somebody that we just don't know about because, you know, we're in a different culture time-wise, too, but we know his name is Red Fox. Yes. Who probably pioneered the way for, through for Richard Pryor. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, and that's another one of my blind spots is Red. I mean, we all know him from Sanford and Son, but his stand-up comedy from before that he did you know, he, he's he's talked about as, as one of the great, you know, and one of the influencers. So you have to have those people do things first and do it well and be able for the new comedians to come in and go, oh, OK, he did it. So now I can do what I want to do. Right. Right. Very true. Yeah, I think that uh, Richard was one of the first like explicit storytellers. Yeah. Yeah, he, he started was super that popular with it. Too, yeah, you know. And once he opened that door up, that led to all these other comedians being able to mm-hmm. be storytellers and like being insightful on talking about themselves. Yeah, you know, he was one of those the first to talk about himself, himself. Like, uh, you know, oh, I yeah. think KT mentioned his mom. You know, we know her story. Um, this prostitute him. You know, being on drugs, all that stuff. He was one of the yeah. first yep. to do well, that. And, he, uh, and Richard Pryor probably would have gone a lot further. It might have been different, but if he hadn't had the life he did, and and I'm not saying like growing up because you can't really change that, but mm-hmm. you know, um, as as the famous comedian he was, if he hadn't gone through the things he had, he probably would have been around a lot longer. 
and had mm-hmm. more longevity. Probably. True. Speaking of Red Fox, if the listeners get a chance, because he was a big influence on Richard Pryor, yeah. um, Red Fox was straight laced comedy. And to kind of know what I mean, look up the horse race. The horse race is kind of like the joke. It's kind of like the who's on first joke, mm. but it's ex- it's explicit. Right. So if the viewers get a chance, look up the horse race is a joke by Red Fox. Right. And you'll understand the kind of comedy Red Fox had and how he influenced Richard Pryor. Good, very good, Richard Pryor. You know, I'm just noticing what we're talking about is, is to us, we know them as comedians, you know, the Richard Price and the Red Foxes, but to most other people back then knew Red Fox as Sanford and Son. Right. Exactly, exactly. yeah. Is exactly. Because, uh, because of the popularity, and that's kind of it, you know, I mean, to say that he wasn't a good comedian or wasn't groundbreaking, you can't say, you can't say that. You could right. just say he wasn't popular just because of the culture of the time, you know, 60s and 70s and you know, that's, that's got to be a tough path for somebody, yeah. you know, a black comedian back then, mm-hmm. you know, and then to be edgy like he was. Yes. In those times, you know, that was unheard of. Oh, yeah. You know, you had to put those records on late at night, 11 and 12 o'clock at night, you know. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. you had to go to bed, but your parents stayed up listening to them all night. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, it's like, uh, was it Raw at the very beginning? Where Eddie had a joke yeah. to tell in front of the yeah. family, it was kind of like that. You know, the kids would go, <laughs> but the family would sit down. They would drink and do whatever and listen to, you know, Red Fox or Richard Pryor. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, no doubt. Piece of trivia in that opening for uh, Eddie Murphy. Do you remember Samuel Jackson being in that? Hmm. Yep. Samuel Jackson played one of his uncles, I think it was, that was sitting there when he said, I got a joke to tell. Go ahead, tell me, That damn man Sam- is in everything. <laughs> yep. <laughs> sure was. He is. He is. Sure was. No, nah, I don't remember that. But that was, I mean, I was so young when that came out. Oh. I was baby. That was baby, oh, yeah. ding <laughs> ding. I mean, I've listened to it, but I can't say I've listened to it as many times as I've listened to these, some of these other comedians. Right. You know, but uh, yeah. All right, so that was number three. Well, before we get on to number two or one, we will take a short break and we will be right back. All right. Um, we're going to finish off our top five black comedians for celebrating Black History Month with a number two. And whoever wants to go with number two, go ahead. I will go. This is Randall. And I'm putting Mr. Bernie Mac in that position. And I'm going to tell you mm. why. And Noah says, mm, I'm going to explain myself. <laughs> no, I said, mm-hmm. mm. First of all, Bernie Mac, first look up Lathan Comedy. You'll see all his stand-up. He was one of the original stand-ups on Def Comedy Jam. Funny. His stand-up, I'm not scared of you, MFers, is one of the funniest, funniest stand-ups I've seen. And also, he was on Kings of Comedy with D.L. Hughley. Yep. They were two of the four kings of comedy. Yep. Um, Bernie Mac's brand of comedy was more in-your-face, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about. Another one of these comedians, they're more subtle. He was like in your face, 
Mike Tyson, I'm going to punch you, you know, just raw, rugged and raw. And that's what I loved about his comedy because not only was he a great storyteller, not only could he joke about himself, he could talk about his family and his physical attributes, his facial expressions helped in his jokes. Like, um, you know, I think I've told you guys before about how he talked about, you know, his his uh, his nieces and nephews that had to come live with him. And he went up. He went up in court one day, and he talked to his his brothers and sisters. And they said, "Yeah, we all gonna go to court, and we all gonna um, take care of the kids." So when he stepped in front of the judge, he said, "Your Honor, we all gonna take care of the kids." And he said, "All of them have to step back." And I was the only one standing there, and the judge is looking at me, <laughs> you know. And he said some other choice words I can't say, mm-hmm. but he said, "I got these kids home." He said, "I got these kids home," and he said, "You know, America," because that's how he talked to the crowd in America. You know, my sister, she's on crack, which Bernie had a real life sister. She was on drugs and he got the kids. And he said, man, these kids were the devil. He said, especially the smallest one. She's a devil. She a, he, this is how he described it. She's a worker for the devil. <laughs> Beelzebub. That's, what, that's just how he told the crowd. <laughs> yeah. So I go on and on about his jokes, but just he was so underrated and he just started to pop and really be big when he passed away. Um, right. And uh, I think KTC had the Bernie Mac show, which is a really funny show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was touring. They were playing in other Kings of Comedy, but unfortunately, you know, he passed away. So to me, Bernie Mac is definitely on this list. Look him up. Mm-hmm. Type in his name. Man, you will laugh for hours on his comedy. Definitely. Bernie Mac. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bernie was very funny stand-up. He was also very funny. He had a very funny sitcom that I didn't personally watch a lot of it, but apparently lasted quite a while. Oh yeah, after, I did. After Kings of Comedy, I mean, and that was then basically his life, living with his sister's kids and kind of what that went through. And I don't know how true a lot of the storyline may have been, but I know I think it was based on that. Um, but yes, he, he definitely is a. A groundbreaking, very um, blunt, abrasive comedian that you have to be ready for. Kind of like Chris is very, just very, yes, very abrasive, and, and almost don't care what they're saying to you. It's funny, so uh-huh. I, I totally agree with you on that one. So definitely, good, no. Well, and I like Bernie Mac too because, like you're talking about the. F- the physicality that he has, the facial expressions. And, mm-hmm. you know, he got into movies too. And he, he was in the Ocean Elevens, I think all, how many yep. did they make? Three, four? Three. Um, Mr. Yeah, 3000, I think he was in with the baseball movie. Just a great movie. physical presence in person, you know? And, oh, and just, Noah, I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you. A funny movie. If you guys get a chance to watch it, any of the viewers or you guys, Head of State with Chris Rock and Bernie Mac. If you get a chance to watch this movie, man, it is funny. It's funny. Basically, I think Chris Rock was the president and Bernie Mac was the vice president, right, KT? I think, yeah, man. I think he was his brother, too, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he called his brother in, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny, very funny. But anyway, go ahead. Head of state. Head of state, yes. (laughs) I like how you write it down on the paper. Head of (laughs) state. <laughs> yeah, I gotta make these notes, man. You forget it. I forget everything. So, yep. but um, but no, I, I I'm not gonna argue Bernie Mac. Um, 
at all. Definitely one of the best. Although I think we're going to get into a fist fight over number one here. But, <laughs> but that's yes. okay. That's go okay. ahead, though. Go ahead. You start us off, man. Yeah. All right. All right. So, number one, um, uh, we're going to say um, Eddie Murphy. <clears throat> Just because. Now, I'm going to defend it first, and this is my <laughs> point of view, is so, like I said, for me, growing up, there was a couple comedians that I listened to incessantly. And there's other white comedians we, I've, I've listened to many, many, many times. But for, the, for February, for Black History Month, mm-hmm. there was uh, Eddie Murphy. And it was cool, too, because Eddie Murphy had uh, a cassette out, right? I mean, it was an album, but a cassette. And I listened to that thing over and over. And it was called Eddie Murphy Delirious. Or mm-hmm. no, it was Eddie Murphy Raw. But then he, and it was a different routine than the video that came out of Raw. And I'm, I'm, li- I'm listening to my thing and I'm like, this is, you know, one thing. And then the, the video is another and it's a whole different stand-up routine. And I mean, it was just something that gets in your head and you think about more. But listening to both of them, I wore that cassette out. Now, the other comedian that I listened to a lot um, that I don't want to personally mention his name, um, but he had a, a stand-up bit called himself that was out on a record. I had that record. I listened to that thing over and over again. But he's not on my top list because it, <laughs> of who he is. Sorry, but no. But Eddie Murphy and what he did. And his, and now, his body of work wasn't great. And I think KT had mentioned this at a certain point. But you know, you've got quality and then quantity. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, Eddie Murphy didn't have the quantity of stand-up. Yeah. per se even though he's been funny forever but i think that the quality that he put his, out his quality was, was great yeah yeah it was just phenomenal i mean it was Absolutely. just the top Absolutely. um mm-hmm. you know and and he got he also went in, you know he started off on saturday night live and then he got into you know the, he did stand up and then he got into acting and he did a lot of movies i mean a bunch of movies and you know some of the and then he gets into the range of um um you know, kind of serious. And he had, you know, he had some personal things going on, you know, in the news, mm-hmm. and, you know, who's he dating and who's he seeing in a car on the side of the road. And whatnot, but, <laughs> Don't make him a bad that's, person. You know, that's his personal life, you know, yeah, he's human. But, like everybody else, he's human. But I, yeah. I think that, you know, he changed as a person, as far as like getting into acting. Um, mm-hmm. And then as you get older, you don't want to do like the harder work that might be put into a stand-up show uh, whether it's a big audience or a small audience, it might the be touring, work and trouble the touring. and the touring. Yeah. I mean, if you right. can make a couple movies and you're making the same money and you're the same popularity, well, let me do that. Cause not everyone can be Kevin Hart and make like a hundred million dollars just in standup, exactly. right. you know, but so I, I, Eddie Murphy's just, and I, I appreciate that somebody can go from being funny and then get into something serious. I, I love that dynamic ability for artists to do that. Um, so when he came out with uh, Mr. Church, which was a more serious role, you're like, oh, okay. Eddie Murphy he did can good. do this. He, he did, did good, yeah, it, was a good it wasn't great. Like he didn't win any Oscars or anything, but yeah. Um, and then he comes out with Dolomite. Dolomite was one of my favorites. Such a good movie. Such a good, I mean, and he's great. I mean, Wesley Snipes is the best in the whole movie, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know, to be able to come back and make a comedy like that and, and people were asking, you know, oh, does Eddie Murphy still have it? Is he, and it was great. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was. I, I, I'm hoping that he sticks around doing a lot more stuff, you know, that people like, you know, encourage well, we him. Got, like, we got Eddie, coming to America too. Coming yes. Out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm really, I'm crossing my fingers and toes, hoping it's as good as 
Dolomite and better. So Me too. he's got a, he's got big shoes to fill from the first movie. So yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm I'm excited. I might actually so come my... into America before two comes out. Oh yeah, yeah. That that just because so he's 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 the number one there. So. All right, very good. Mm. Now let's lace mm. him up and get in the ring. Go for it. <laughs> Go ahead, KT. All right, my number one is going to be on. Um, I'll just say it, Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle is my number one for a multitude of reasons um, uh, because I, I feel like um, he's reinvented himself again to be the intelligent, intellectual comedian that he is today and able to make fun of the same situations, but in, in such a different way. Um, when he first started out, you know, he was just a very young, edgy comedian. Mm-hmm. did stand up and that was kind of about it uh, then he came back and he did sketch comedy and he had his own show did the Chappelle show for a little while there and that was that was groundbreaking I think for the, the community because there weren't really too many African American shows doing that type of thing except back in the 90s when you had In Live in Color that did a number of seasons and that also was a groundbreaking show back then and also started the careers for a lot of people. Um, So, you know, props to the Wayans. Um, But since Mm -hmm. then, he disappeared again for a little bit. And I think he's now reinvented himself as a much more intellectual comedian that can tell great stories, no matter how non-funny the story may sound. It's funny the way that he tells it and the punchline is even funnier. And his last Mm -hmm. three specials, he did mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. Absolutely comedy gold. Mm-hmm. So nope. right there for me, number one. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah, me too, KT. Number one for me. Dave Chappelle. He's uh sticks and stones to me out of the, the three he's done mm-hmm. the latest. Mm-hmm. I thought Sticks and Stones was the funniest. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's legendary right there. Yeah. That'll go down. But uh, some of the early ones, I think, Killing Them Softly was pretty, really funny. That was earlier Dave Chappelle. Early, yeah. 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 Um, But when I think of Dave Chappelle, I think he's an intellectual storyteller when it comes to comedians. And and the way I try to shape him is when you're looking at, like, Bernie Mac, his storytelling is more raw. Dave Chappelle sets you up more with his comedy, you know, and then he brings you around Mm -hmm. to what he's talking about, but he'll give you the little subtleties, you know, like when he was talking about Timmy and the stovetop stuff, you know, the one (laughs) when he went over to his house, you know, (laughs) you know, stuff like that. That's funny. It makes you chuckle, but it's not the big joke. It's the little subtleties that, you know, are the one when he talked about his kid loving Kevin Hart. Even though Dave Chappelle is a big comedian, he's like, you know, that's Kevin Hart, Dad. He was like, but I'm Dave Chappelle. I don't want to say what he really said because right. we want to keep it G-rated, <laughs> you know. And then uh, he said, Kevin Hart. They were backstage, and Kevin Hart signs the shirt, and he gives it to the kid, and he shows it. Dave Chappelle kid shows it to him, and Dave Chappelle's like, I'm looking at him all angry and hating. Like I'm Dave Chappelle. <laughs> it's just stuff like that, man. <laughs> Very good facial expressions, you know, that's part of his comedy. Just he's his level 
to where he's at now. Even uh, I saw this bit, and if you guys are listening, look it up. It's him and DL Hughley. Oh yes, they were at. Uh, I showed this to KT. They were at um, not the BT Awards. It was um, Duff Comedy Jam thirtieth, thirty year special, and they got up to do just this simple reading something to give out an award, and it turned into like this fifteen minute stand up with him and DL Hughley. Yeah. And D.L. Hughley was a straight guy. So he was, Dave Chappelle was telling the jokes, but D.L. Hughley was a straight guy. It's awesome. Right. If you get a chance to look it up, look it up. But Dave is in the league of his own right now. Right now he's, I mean, he's soaring right now because the way he tells the stories and he laces it up with a bunch of truth, mm-hmm. you know, and he keeps it raw. I just think he's, everybody hinges on every every word he says, like, even if you see him, like KT said, if he comes on Saturday Night Live, people watch. It's the number one rated show, you know. If yeah. he says something, it's that's how you know that you're in a different realm, you know. So, yeah. I mean, everybody on this list is great, but to me, Dave Chappelle is right now, well, he's number one. He's number one, you well, know, for me. And I think that Part of his power, part of his magic, is that Dave Chappelle plays a lot to the smaller crowds, um, yeah. and I think that I think that, in my opinion, has to do with the longevity of a comedian and how they're able to you know last so long. I can just imagine the big shows, the big tours, you know, the stress of it all. I mean, yeah, they probably make good money, but I mean, you can't do that for decades. But playing small shows. You know, and and being able to come up with like small, shorter routines, and and just being able to get material out there, and it's a little probably a lot more flexible too, for them to be able to uh, work a family life or you know changing schedules. You know, I mean, sometimes we got to cancel plans. It happens. You know, so I think that for for part of what um, Dave Chappelle does and for what he is, I think that it's it's a perfect match for for who he is and what he does, and for him to be able to do it probably better than those other comedians that have bounced around so much you know mm-hmm. and now we're great. talking they're great but dave Chappelle, I, I agree with you he's been consistently doing the same thing for a long time and he's so good at it mm-hmm. if we're talking about bigger stars and that's a different list you know? oh yeah we're yeah, talking yeah, about no, yeah I'm, we're talking about bigger stardom strictly mm-hmm. comedy speaking and stand-ups um yeah. you know yeah. I, I that's that's what he does but he plays mm-hmm. to the smaller rooms and I, like I said, I think that's how he's able to do what he's been doing for so long is because that's his niche and it and it works and it works for him and, and everything. So no doubt. Very good. No doubt, man. Very good. No doubt, man. I like the list. I, I like, like it. I mean, I like the uh, the the variety that we have on the list. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And even in the order that you would put some of them in for your own personal reasons, I think that's that's very good. Yeah. So you know honorable some honorable mentions that I saw that um, anytime I looked up the list of like, you know, the top 10, top 50, certain names kept coming up. And, and as you said, Kevin Hart was one of them. Um, and, and who else did I see on there? You had Kevin, you had Richard, you had Eddie, you had Mike Epps. Mike Epps is... He's uh, good. Uh, he's, I wouldn't put him yeah, up there. But he, I wouldn't put him on this list. Nope. He's I wouldn't funny. I wouldn't either, but they but they did. Um and you yeah, had let me see who else. Chris you could put Martin. Yeah, Chris uh, Tracy Martin. I would put I would put Martin Lawrence before any of those guys. Mm. Oh, I would. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't make the list, but if I had to take somebody off, I would put him above 
those guys, you know. I, I just me, I mean no, I totally agree with you there. Like, you know, you got Sergio Entertainer, I like him. Yeah. But Martin, the longevity too, that that hit him. He kind of did what Eddie did. He did a couple specials and then he went and started doing movies and got real big. With Will right. Smith. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you had uh Cat Williams, Absolutely. Eddie Griffin, Jamie Foxx. Oh, Cat Williams is funny. Right. Yeah, Eddie Griffin. Yeah. Actually, Cat Williams is funny, but he's uh he's not as popular and right. I couldn't put him on this list. Yeah. I was gonna say as looking at all the all of the names, um, I'm starting to realize that a lot of these guys are good, just not famous on the other side. Exactly. They're not yeah. Because even got like Robin Harris, Patrice O'Neill, Lavelle. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Wanda Sykes. All funny, yeah. Mm. Yep. Paul Mooney, George Wallace, Dion Cole. Actually, I will say Dion Cole. For those of you that don't know, on the show Blackish, he is basically the supporting actor on that particular show to Anthony Anderson's lead character. Dion Cole does stand up these days, and that dude is funny as hell. He's coming. He's coming. He's a the, yeah, that guy right there, I'm telling you right now, if the ability to be able to get out there, because, I mean, he's done a couple of uh, Netflix specials. Yeah, I watched one of them, yeah. Um, he's funny. Funny, man, that dude is funny. He's a, he's coming, though. He's that next. Don't fall You know who I like? I don't, know if they, I don't know if they've done a special, but you know who I like? I've been looking to him, especially during the pandemic. It's Trevor Noah. Oh, Trevor oh, Noah is funny, is. man. Yes, yeah. I've seen him twice. And you know, we just we don't we don't um I don't think the public relates him or associates him with black comedians, but he's he's black. I mean, right. and he's oh, a comedian. He he's <laughs> funny, man. He is also <laughs> he is also a very funny storyteller. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. He does tell COVID some good got stories. me into him yeah. big time. Yeah, Trevor's funny. He's Trevor not just Noah, I mean, yeah. he's funnier on the Daily Show. I mean, then on the Daily Show, not on the Daily Show. He is funny when he's not, but when he's on the Daily yeah. Show, he's actually pretty funny. And he actually does what what made me realize how good he was was he does these little bits in between called between the scenes where he just talks yes. to the audience. And when you watch those, you can see how spontaneous and, and how funny he is just having a conversation with the audience. Yes. And that's when I realized, like, yeah, I'm like, this guy's funny. This guy's gonna be good. So yeah. You're right. He's he's coming after this COVID. Deion Cole, Trevor Noah. Yep. Those guys are coming. Definitely. All right, man. And I was going to say before we go, I know that, you know, some people are afraid to mention, but I'm going to say it. Bill Cosby was funny in the 70s. He was. He He was was. a funny comedian. Now, granted, now, now, you know, yes, in light of everything that's going on with Bill, I'm not condoning any of his actions on a personal level. I am simply talking for the man as a straight comedian and what he did in the, I'm going to say 70s, 60s, 70s, as far as stand-up comedy goes. Um, What he did on television is totally different, but still funny. Well, I saw him live. I saw him live at UCF Arena. Wow. I got a chance to see him live at the UCF Arena when he was in his 70s. Mm-hmm. And he is still hilarious. No cussing, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. He was hilarious. He is. I'm telling yeah. you. Another one it's, I will tell you to, to watch too back in the day Sinbad. Sinbad is oh. funny. Yes. Funny. Oh. If you watch Sinbad, <laughs> yes. Sinbad did an HBO special back in the, I think it was the early 90s. Dude, that mm-hmm. special is funny as hell. 
You have no it's idea how funny that man is. And I saw him yeah. again when he came back after he had all his issues. Still funny. Mm-hmm. Mm. JB Smooth, another funny guy. JB Smooth, yep. So it's Black History Month. Put all the comments. I'm out. telling you, man. Yeah. Put them all out there, man. Put them all <laughs> yeah, out. man. If you're listening, look these people up. Tell you, Sinbad is funny. You may not know that. Yes. You haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Mm-hmm. Except he was in, what was he, Low Rel's sitcom? He played his dad, I think it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Other than the a different roles. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think that was a good list. Yeah, yeah. Good. I think even some of the honorable mentions were actually funny. I mean, if anybody out there actually has a favorite of their own or doesn't think that the five that we put together are an appropriate five and you think you have a better five, feel free to share with us that on Facebook um, or in any way challenge you challenge us. Challenge, challenge them. That's right. Challenge them. We'll make pancakes. Defend yourself. Um, <laughs> 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 so, but that being said, I would like to thank all of you for listening to another episode of A Conversation with Open Minds. We do hope you enjoyed it. Anywhere that you can subscribe or catch an episode, feel free to do so. And please remember to always have a conversation with an open mind.